to the hop. What's up, Gabe? Hi, Steven. How we doing, folks? Welcome uh, back in. We are on round 61. 61. We're back in a virtual... I don't virtual... know why we act so surprised. They just The numbers keep climbing, but I yeah. don't know. Every new round, it's like, wow, we made it here. It's because it's like maybe 60 and a half more than I thought we'd do. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We're back in we're we're back in the boxes. Um, yeah, back in the virtual in. format here. Uh, but we're doing it. We're here. Uh, we have another great brewery. Uh, this one is uh, very special, and it is Crowns and Hops out of Inglewood, California, or soon to be Inglewood, California. You'll hear a lot more about the brewery and about the beer we're drinking. We have two awesome beers, courtesy of craftbeerkings.com. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, very excited. We have uh, a lot to cover for a new-ish brewery uh, on the scene, changing the game in more ways than one. I would say that's correct. As you can see, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, I like to keep a picture of the brewery behind me. They don't even have a space yet. Uh, they've been doing you're, some. You're, you're in the you're in the blueprint. I'm in a drawing. Um, <laughs> they've been doing some uh, some contract brewing. Uh, very new uh, space, like Gabe said. But they have a great story. They have uh, an impressive amount of beer, uh, given how young yeah. they are. And it's one of those breweries that we are so excited to have found, stumbled upon, and to get to to share with you. Because this is the moment where I really feel like we get to share a brewery that people may not have heard of. So it's an exciting moment. Yeah, we get to kind of introduce them in a way um, if a lot of people don't know about them, which is really great. Um, Yeah. And uh, you'll hear a little bit later uh, my thoughts on the can artwork. Spoiler alert. It's positive. We always do. Uh, (laughs) So if you're not already doing so, this is your weekly reminder that you can follow The Hop on Instagram and Twitter. We are at The H.O. Podcast. You can find us on YouTube to watch the show. We are a video product, and you can find us on there. uh, See the beers that we're drinking live and in person. See the uh, breweries behind us. um, Get to see our smiling faces, which I think are pretty fun to look at. That's probably the best part. If I do say so myself. (laughs) And you can subscribe on YouTube, and once you've done that, you can click that bell, and you will get a notification whenever we post an episode or if we decide to go live at any point which could happen in the future no promises but you got to click that bell to know you can find us on apple spotify google all those things uh, wherever you're listening to us you've obviously found us there and you should subscribe on there as well you can also rate and review on apple Podcasts, and i really wish you would that is uh, a great way to give us your feedback about the show let us know what you like what you hate what you need what you want to hear more of what you want to hear less of um unless it's me or gabe you can't hear less yeah of- maybe maybe don't say that uh but if you have another brewery in mind we yeah. would love to hear it um we never really ask for this, but um, just a thought, you know, if you're looking to give a donation to the hop, you know, that's not that money won't necessarily go in our pockets. That'll go toward future episodes and beer that, you know, we have to order online, things like that. So if you're looking to do that, shoot us an email, uh, things like that. But definitely follow, subscribe. Let us know. We are here for you. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Gonna, let's ask for money. <laughs> I, well, I missed again, a meeting, um, but you can, you know, <laughs> you can shoot us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. Um, donations don't necessarily come in the form of money. Uh, they also come in the form of beer. And if you send us beer, we will feature your beer on our show and shout out to all the people who have done that already. We really appreciate it. Uh, so get in touch with us. Keep the conversation going. That's what we like. Or if you just want to say hi, I mean, we're people. Sure. That, that would work. Uh, <laughs> Gabe, let's do some news. Beer news. Alrighty. Um, before we we even get into the news, I do just wanna uh just wanna say uh to our our listeners, our people, our friends in Texas, we hope you're doing okay. Uh, we hope your fridge is stocked with food and with beer or wine or liquor or whatever may be your thing. Um, and if you are a beer drinker, uh, keep your eyes open because this is the kind of thing you're going to start seeing, uh, I, you know, 
beer initiatives, things like that, you know, the beer industry uh, raising money for uh, causes like this. We see it all the time, you know, with the with the fires in California and Australia and obviously uh, different things. So so keep an eye open for for ways to give back. Uh, and if beer is, you know, there, I mean, there are plenty of ways to do that without drinking beer, but you will start to see that in the coming months. And um, so not news, uh, at least not our kind of news, but um, Texas people, we hope you're doing okay. In yeah. our world, uh, Port Brewing and Lost Abbey have terminated their distribution deal with Stone Brewing. Uh, this is an interesting bit of news. We don't have a whole lot of details, but uh, it's it's ending a 15-year partnership with Stone Distributing. So Stone has you know their brewery, which has been on our show, but they also have a distribution channel, and that's what Lost Abbey, which also includes Pizza Port, also... Um, that fun little seltzer brand that they have, the, the Tidy Bubbles. Um, all of that is included in, in this package. They've been with Stone Distributing for 15 years, dating back to the inception of Port Brewing in 2006. In a statement, owner Tommy Arthur or Tom Arthur or Tomei Arthur, we don't know how to say it, we never have, but uh, he, he said that his company has exercised its contractual right to end the partnership without cause. He gave them a 60-day notice, so... Uh, stay tuned. No further details yet as to what this means for for their distribution channels, where they will be uh, going forward. I know that they're they're all throughout California, and we're getting distribution up to Northern California as well. So you know, remains to be seen whether they'll be uh, distributed by someone else and what that will mean for their distribution channels. So stay tuned. More to come. It's Tommy with an E <laughs> and two N. That's just. That's just how I picture that guy talking. Uh, <laughs> moving right along in the news and notes, New Belgium, who we featured on Round 22, go check it out, uh, is launching a new website. It is called ismybeersustainable.com. Um, it's all about how they can maintain you know, their focus on sustainability and a healthy environment. They practice these things all the time. So they have a new website out uh, for their first beer that's carbon neutral, which was the Fat Tire Amber Ale. It's America's only carbon uh, certified carbon neutral beer right now, but they're hoping that they can expand this uh, and other breweries can have other beers just like it. Uh, you can go to the website, again, ismybeersustainable.com. Uh, they've just launched it, and you can see the efforts they use to help consumers stay knowledgeable about the beer they are drinking. You can compare it to other beers and things like that. Um, in a statement, the company also made a call to other breweries and saying that, you know, if they want, they will share the carbon neutral blueprint recipe with any company that is looking to uh, do this for them. And you can search and, like I said, compare with other popular beer brands like Corona, Budweiser, Blue Moon, Heineken, you know, things like that. And uh, it's just a really cool thing that New Belgium is uh, doing. Like I said, Fat Tire is the only carbon neutral beer out there right now. So I would love to see this take effect into other breweries, especially maybe new ones. Yeah, the uh, the website's kind of funny right now because, you know, they're going to update it as more carbon uh, certified carbon neutral beers exist. But right now the website's just kind of like, is it sustainable? And it's like Fat Tire, yes. And then all these other beers just like, we don't know. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still but, in development. They'll, yeah. they'll get it soon. But uh, yeah, that's... That's a big piece of news, if I may say. Yeah. So, so it's an exciting step that the company is taking, and uh, like you said, go listen to Round Twenty Two to hear about all of their sustainability practices and so much more. But this isn't about New Belgium. This is about Crowns and Hops and Gabe. Yes, it is. Lead us into it. Okay, so I got a toast that's basically you know Crowns and Hops. I thought of like kings and queens. So uh, this is what I got today. Hit it. When my day comes to die, I will not beg for more time, nor will I cry. I have led a life filled with love and glory. My hope is that I leave this world with a smile on my face and the courage to sing my own death song. So while we're here, let's eat like kings and drink like the village idiot. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Crowns and hops, kings and queens. Why not? I get the, cr I get the crown. About. I get the crown part of it. It's the hop part of it that's making me laugh because now I'm picturing uh, a bunch of like well dressed, like the Queen of England, just hopping around Buckingham Palace. Well, well yeah, that's that's how she does it. 
That's how they do it over there. I mean, I haven't been to England, so I don't know what their culture's like. I, but I, it's a fun time, man. You gotta go. If I could just see <laughs> those big fluffy hats just hopping around, <laughs> that's how they get oh everywhere. Oh my god! Oh, this is so stupid. Let's go. <laughs> Crowns and hops. So, uh, this brewery, as we mentioned at the top, is very young, very new. Uh, they're out of Inglewood, California, or that's that's where they're located, but they don't brew there quite yet, but they will in this dope space behind me eventually. At least this is the proposal. It might look nothing like this, but this is the proposal. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, this is kind of, that's kind of the sneak peek, but, you know, they might just scrap the whole idea and go in a different direction, yeah. but that's, uh, that's this their is concept the only, right now. only image you can find on the internet of this. <laughs> so this is what we got. We're kicking things off with their BPLB Hazy Diaper. Uh, this is obviously a hazy New England style IPA in uh or, or double ipa i should say a diaper or a diaper as gabe likes to refer to it as diaper <laughs> so bplb uh this is a, a a new iteration of their ipa uh that they created of the same name um and that stands for brown people love beer and it uh it says on the can it was created six years ago out of the noticeable lack of black and brown people in the craft beer community Today, BPLB has become a global movement and a catalyst for change in the craft beer industry. So um, we we talk about this a lot, but just a heads up, this is like this is like why their brewery was founded. Like this is this is not one of those breweries where it's like, oh, it's a black owned brewery that we didn't really know about. This is like a black owned brewery brewery that exists because of this exact cause. So yeah, we'll talk about it and a lot. The- you know, the two founders and how they made everything, you know, we'll talk about that. But yeah, it's, it, it's not like, hey, let's start a brewery. Let's start a, you know, it was, it was constructed in Connected. such a, yeah, such a good cause way. I mean, yeah. it, it really is cool. So, so this one is 8.5% ABV. Uh, untapped has it at 4.16. The hop profile is El Dorado, Motica, and Sabro hops. And the malts are Sabra. two row flaked oats, flaked oats, and pale wheat malt. We don't have a rating from Beer Advocate for either of the beers uh, because that's how new they are. I've got a very nice head retention, uh, very yeah. very pillowy. It's filled to the top, so I can't say what the lacing is yet, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I have a nice a nice head retention, and I did the same thing, so I couldn't I couldn't talk about <laughs> lacing. It's very full. Um, it's a very hazy sort of golden yellow col- color. I mean, it looks like juice. That's how hazy it is. It's super yeah. opaque. Uh, I can only imagine what this is going to taste like. I can already tell you it smells uh, very how descriptive it was and how I thought it would be. You know, very, very citrusy, very, very cloudy, very little some hoppiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um very citrusy and the citrus is is forward and when i say citrus in this case i think i'm saying pineapple first for me um it's tropical it's very tropical uh but the sabro hops do add an earthiness to it there's like a spiciness on the nose i think um i don't get a lot of resin i don't get a lot of pine per se i don't get a lot of malt I mostly get a, a really pungent like pineapple and maybe some grapefruit too. Um, a lot of citrus, but it's like I said, it looks like juice. I mean, it's SRM probably five, six. It's more yellow than. Yeah, it's more, more darkish yellow, golden. Yeah. In a way, for those of you on YouTube, you can see the color. You should. You should be on YouTube. You should see the color. Ah, it smells so good. But because it's California, this is probably, I could, it's probably going to taste like a West Coaster rather than like a New England, so. You'd think that if you didn't live in California. I, I, 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But no, you the know, New England style we'll is is all about it out there. And um this one, I mean, I don't know, we'll see, but I'm not getting a lot of like pine or anything on the nose. I'm not getting a lot of hops. Um the brewery's description this beer offers notes of tropical fruit, pineapple, and guava found in the classic BPLB recipe. The addition of the Sabra hops brings notes of coconut and citrus to the palate. The beer is designed to have an incredible mouthfeel and aroma, punctuating the hops and process, culminating in a bouquet of tropical fruit-forward flavors that make you say, damn, this beer is dope. I mean, that's what I was saying, like, based off of that, you know, tropical fruit, pineapple, I mean, it's definitely there. It's it's not hiding at all. And it smells really, really good. I am getting a little bit of hop. You're not getting very much hops? I guess a little bit, but it's more, maybe it's hiding. It's like behind in the, the background, yeah. yeah. It's hiding behind the, the pineapple, the citrus, the grapefruit, the guava. Well, I don't know about you, but I didn't come here to sniff beer. <laughs> I came here to sip it. So... <laughs> I just came to sniff it. Uh, you do you. I'm gonna drink. Cheers. Here we go. Okay, so stickiness on that glass. That foam hasn't gone anywhere, and it is just it is completely yeah. sticking to the sides. That that is nice. A lot of lacing. It feels very medium to full bodied. Good carbonation, not too much. I do think it is more closer to the New England style than West Coast style, but it's not as juicy as some we've had in the past. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, that's New England. It's like, you know, between New England and West Coast, it's like just to the side of in the middle. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've had I had a beer the other night from White Lion Brewing Company. I feel like we could say that they've been on our show. Which is the juiciest motherfucker I've ever had in my life. And uh, (laughs) so now that I've got that in my brain, this isn't as juicy as it might seem. It's it's well balanced. Um, A lot of citrus, though. I mean, that is dominant. There is an earthiness to it. I think the hops come through in the the mouth. The Sabro hops add this like grassy straw hay thing to it as well as like a spiciness. Um, So it's sort of peppery in the mouth. Uh, in a nice way. I think that it follows the nose pretty solidly. And then in terms of mouthfeel, to me, the defining characteristic is creamy. Like it's those flaked oats that just make it like luscious in your mouth, fluffy, uh, and just like a like a flavorful meal in on your palate. Fluffy is the perfect word. Fluffy, mm. definitely fluffy. I love the ap- the the bitterness aftertaste. It's it's not you know just straight bitterness. It's it's fruity bitterness. Yeah. It's got a taste to it. It's got a flavor to it. So when you take a sip and it's just flavorful all throughout, well done. That's that's that shit we do like. Are you getting any booze? No. Yeah. <laughs> so this I'm gonna little... call it. A little sneaky sneak. Yeah, I'm going to call it dangerous because it's funny you mention that. I I honestly forgot what the ABV was. This don't taste like Mm 8.5 at all. So you have two of these. You're going to be like this. Yeah, this one one (laughs) tastes like six or something. Um, It's a really well done hazy diaper or diaper. Uh, See, it's stuck in your head now. You're welcome. I'm You're never going to get it out. <laughs> it's it's really well done, though. It's it's actually, um, I don't want to say it's surprising, but it's sort of like it's a brewery that their beers aren't on Beer Advocate yet. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get beers that are like a little bit more, let's say, rustic, a little bit less perfected. You never really know what you're going to get. Um, yeah. But this is very well done, very balanced very uh like if you're a a new england ipa drinker this is going to hit all the marks for you oh yeah and i think i okay i'll say that i agree with that but i'll also say this if you're if you prefer the west coast style and you want to get into the new england style game this is a good Mm. transition into that because it's got the bite well it's got the bite and it's got what you're looking for but it's not you know, it, it's not as juicy, as I said, as other ones. So it's it's a good way to like slowly transition to the New England style if you right. only like West Coast. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't get any malt flavor off it. I think the defining characteristic of the malt to me 
is, like I said, the, that mouthfeel that comes from the flaked oats. Whenever we have oats in a beer, uh, mm-hmm. it always adds this luscious, velvety mouthfeel that is really pleasant on the palate. I don't know that it does much in the way of taste, but it really helps make it a creamier just beer to drink. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Um, I think it's so easy going down um, for the light carbonation and the medium to full mouthfeel. I mean, it's it's easy to drink. Yeah. And I think that's why at 8.5, uh-oh. It's a little sneaky. Um, yeah. Looking, doing a little bit of research about this beer, I, I wouldn't consider it a quote-unquote flagship, but I, I know it is one of their more popular ones. Um, as you said, it's a spin off of one of their other beers, yeah. but um, this is definitely, uh, we could start to talk about the brewery now, but um, you know, this was uh, one of the beers that Crowds and Hops, you know, anytime there was like some sort of social event and they were just like, publicizing you know having publicity for the brewery i mean they had this beer and everyone loved it was it this beer or was it the the single ipa it might have been both yeah but i think looking it up i do think i remember seeing this logo mm-hmm. it could have been the single they, but yeah because they have that logo on all the because it was it was kind of confusing today when we were researching it i had to keep going back and be like all right which one do we have because it it their ipa is called BPLB, um, and then they spun it off and made a double version of the same beer, but with the same name and logo, just different colors. So, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's been around, and it's like I said, it's part of their identity. So, uh, the brewery, you know, was founded on a real mission um, to increase diversity in the beer industry. It was founded by Benny Ashburn and Teo Hunter. Uh, they met on Tinder, and so they did hope. meet on Tinder. <laughs> I was going to leave that part out, but it's true. They did meet on Tinder. Keep swiping Um, people because you might have a brewery. (laughs) Keep those thumbs moving. You never know. It didn't work out as a date. The hop hop with Gabe and Steven. Keep swiping. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work out as a date, but they ended up uh, forming a brewery together. Well, first they formed uh, a social justice um, like cause. They call themselves Dope and Dank, which I am obsessed with. Yeah, absolutely incredible. It was a lifestyle brand that they created. They wanted to start the movement of diversifying the beer game. Um, They started it about seven years ago. Um, And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about the hosting events and, uh, you know, online content. Obviously not with this beer at the time. Um, But one of the goals they had was partnering with California craft brewers to make, uh, to bring craft beer tastings to other black community spaces, kind of like, California barbershops and things like that. And so they were on a mission and they made it happen as Dope and Dank. I love that. Incredible. Hi, I'm Dope. This is Dank. Uh, and th- that's how they introduced themselves. Like that, it's the coolest thing. Like these two people, like Benny and Tao, they seem like two awesome people to go grab a beer with. Like mm-hmm. no joke. Like 100%, I would definitely grab a beer with them. Uh, absolutely, in a heartbeat. Um, Teo is the, is the head brewmaster brewer operations, uh, and he, so he's in charge of the beer side of things. And then, uh, Benny is the CEO. Uh, and so they described their company as dedicated to preserving culture, expansion of the palate and community building through world-class beer. And as we said, they're, they're headquartered in Inglewood. They don't have a spot in Inglewood per se, but that's where they are going to have their spot and where they want to brew going forward. They want to be the first black-owned independent craft brewery in Inglewood, California, Mm. which, I mean... Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done, because this beer's dope, so sign me up. Yeah, I'm all about it. All the beer in the Los Angeles area, I... I support anyway, and this is just beer for a great cause. Uh, They state on their website, our mission is to create spaces that are community-centric with underserved communities of color in mind, driving diversity, economic growth, and influencing inclusion. And what I really loved uh, in just researching their their kind of mission is that they talk about uh, inclusion and extending the mission beyond just black brewing to black ownership, black entrepreneurship, and black 
investors uh, in the breweries and really creating an ecosystem that puts money back in the hands of black families as opposed to having some white angel investor, you know, owning a black brewery. They really want to create this this ecosystem designed to, you know, increase equity and, and diversity and inclusion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're they're doing it really right. And to start, as we said, you know, they started as a lifestyle brand with a with a mission, and now they're going into a brewery and they're bringing their mission to the brewery. So it it really is like kind of it, it, it. You know, we haven't really seen anything like this before on the hop for all the breweries we featured. So it really is uh, kind of new. And I did want to brag about them a little bit. Uh, they were uh, got a lot of recognition from Time as changing the face of beer. And Imbibe magazine named them Beer People of the Year in 2018. So they clearly know what they're doing. Yeah. They clearly have a good mission. They have a great cause. And they're bringing people together in California uh, all together to, to, you know, sample great beer. Yeah, they um they raised uh seventy five thousand dollars in two thousand nineteen via crowdfunding, and then another hundred and fifty thousand dollars came into them from uh, a Scottish craft brewery named Brewdog. And I am going to go on a tangent about Brewdog in just a minute. Go right ahead. Um, but but that's where they have they got a lot of money uh you know through those different forums that's helped them. Uh, they're now I think Brewdog has them uh craft contract brewing out of their facility in California yeah. while they. Uh, get to their they've contract brewed with a few different spaces in California. Um, but they I think are now contract brewing out of brew dog until they're until this is up and running. Until that is not a photo and it's got walls or drawing and taps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so Gabe, what do you know about Brewdog? Are you familiar with Brewdog? I feel like I You can't read the doc. That doesn't count. Well, that's why I'm looking up. Um, you know, I, I feel like I only know the basics, but I'm always ready to learn. Okay. So go into your tangent and let's hear Here's it. Here's the deal. Brewdog is a Scottish brewery, Scottish brewery. That might have been British. That was not Scottish. <laughs> uh, Woo! That was you do if it. it was a day. Donkey! I'm just trying to sound like you, Shrek that's at this not, point. Yeah. I, you say I Scottish in a Scottish it. accent. I'm having a great time. <laughs> That's not what I said to say. All right. It, this doesn't matter. They, they're a, a badass brewery. Uh, they have more than... This, this is the only reason I want to talk about them. They have more than once claimed to have brewed the strongest beer ever made. So put on your seatbelts, strap in for what I'm about to tell you. Okay. In 2009, they set the record, purportedly, with a beer that they called the Tactical Tactical Nuclear Penguin, which was uh, which was 32 percent alcohol by volume. I don't even know what to play for that. I'm uh, bang! exclamation point. Oh my that's, god! That's that's yeah. I'm playing both because I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. What do you mean, ew? That sounds amazing. Thirty-two yeah, percent. I mean, one sip would knock That's you insane. out. That's insane. But I'm not done. Um, in 2010, so then there was this whole battle with other. There's like a German brewer that beat them out with something that was like 40. So in order to reclaim the title, they then brewed a a freeze distilled beer called the End of History, which was 55 percent ABV. The bottles were packaged in small stuffed animals and were priced at apparently 500 to 700 euros a piece. I don't know what that is in American, but I bet it's a lot. So again, bang! Exclamation point! Oh my god! Ew! Yeah, yeah. 55. Storing, packaging, and small stuffed animals. Fifty-five. So, I'm yeah. That's one thing, but I'm still on the stuffed animal thing. So you're telling me if I got a stuffed animal little ducky, that if inside is going to be beer? It's. I, I don't I, even know how to. It's it's um, it's mind blowing, and uh, they only oh. made twelve bottles of it, um, and now they no longer have the record because someone apparently brewed a beer that's 67.5% alcohol. I think we're... Wait, how... 
how much is the Sam Adams Utopia? Isn't that like a hundred and twenty or something? No, it's like twenty three. Oh, it costs one hundred and twenty. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. the ABV oh, well, is the, like twenty three percent. Oh well, then forget them. They're not even on the board. Sixty seven point five is like bordering on grain alcohol. It's insane. You take a shot of that, you're gonna be hammered. You take a sip, you smell that, you're gonna be hammered. I think my next fantasy football team name is gonna be Tactical Nuclear Penguin. Honestly, I'll I'll write down the Dibs. other one. I don't remember what the other one was. Hold on, I'll find it. That's a, the end of the history. That's what the it's end called. of history. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good a team team. name, but uh, wow. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, indeed. David I, David Rose was right. Yeah. It's it's startling. It's like we we are big fans on this show of high alcohol beer. We get a ten percenter and we're like, oh, we're in it now. But fifty five. I mean, my record is eighteen. I've had an eighteen percent beer. That's a lot. That's Ooh. that's heavy. Um, but fifty five is like, I, I mean, that's why they only made twelve bottles of it. And like, if you spent seven hundred euros on one of those bottles and. Do you have any concept of what that is in American? Um, I don't. If you had said pounds, like in England, I'd probably be able to figure it out. But euro is, I don't know what the conversion rate is. I, I think that's seven, what that symbol is. That might is What's that symbol right there? That's, that's a euro. Okay. Wait. I don't know. That might be pounds. You, went, so you five, lived there. For, you're supposed to know these things. It's been a while. I've lived there. I studied abroad. It's been a while. 500 pounds would be like, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to say it because I'm probably going to get it wrong. And then we're going to get a bunch of one show. (laughs) We're going to get a bunch of one star reviews. That's like Gabe doesn't know his conversion rates. So you know what? One star. Love the show, but they don't know anything about (laughs) British currency. I was uh, personally offended being a patron of the UK. Anyway, Crowns and Hops. Anyway, yeah, this has nothing to do with anything. Crowns and Hops oh. isn't doing any of that, but Brewdog is just a badass brewery that's that's helping them Hell sort yeah. of Sheesh. get on their feet, gave them a big investment, and a craft brewery too. Brewdog is, you know, they have, I mean, they're very big and they have a lot of angel investors and things like that, but it's not like a like a big beer situation. They just have a bunch of investor shares. So um, it's great to see them. You know, Crowns and Hops just fit in with Brewdog's overall mission. Which, yeah. on the one hand, includes brewing beer that could literally murder people, and on the other hand, <laughs> includes uh, creating, you know, giving small breweries a platform. So it's great. One hundred percent. And you know, like I said, Benny and Teo really know what they're doing, and you know, they are a voice for the voiceless, uh, more or less. And I, I, like I said, I really just want to. I would love to have them on the show. I would love to get more Crowns and Hops beer. We only have this one and another beer that we should get into, but I would love to sit down and talk with them and have a beer. They seem so chill. If you if you go to the Crowns and Hops website, I mean, if you look at their about page, there's a video of them talking about like how they got started and things like that. And they're literally cartoons. And it's just like the way we are and with them, it's yeah. just like we would have like the best day. It would day. be great. Yeah, their their beer um, is uh, I th- since you kind of mentioned it, there it's only in California right now. That's that's mm. where you can get it, unless you go on, um, which we've shouted out on the show before. Craftbeerkings.com does have a good yeah. selection, and they ship uh, to a number of states, including ours. So. <laughs> Check it out. We do have another beer to get into. Uh, do you want to offer some final thoughts on this BPLB Hazy Double India Pale Ale, the diaper? <laughs> you did it. It's like, your fault. I, I, I would like to formally apologize to anyone who's offended, but if <laughs> you say it with a Brooklyn accent, fault. diaper, it's funny. <laughs> um, I love it. I think it's, uh, you, you know, you hit it perfectly well when you said fluffy. Um, it's got the fluffiness to it, but it's got the... It doesn't have the bite, but it will. It, you'll feel the bite afterward. Um, it's just, it's just a solid double IPA. I, I really like it. This is definitely one that um, I know you have one or two more. I wish I had one more. Um, I've got two of the next beer we have, so I've got another one after that. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, definitely dangerous, so uh, tread lightly. But uh, love it, big fan. Yeah, it's a solid. 
double hazy double IPA. Everything you're looking for in a double New England IPA, this hits it out of the park. And I think it's refreshing that it's that hot blend of Motica and Eldorado and Sabro and not uh, Citric and Mosaic. It's it's something a little different. It's subtle, but it's different. We've had so yeah. many. Oh, we love this. We love those, They're but great. we've had just so many of those. So it's it's nice to branch out. It's off. a subtle difference. Yeah. Uh, so beer number two. Beer number two, bro. Yeah. Okay, okay. Beer number two. We've got a fun stout. It is called the Urban Anomaly Stout, brewed with chocolate wheat, a.k.a. that good good. And that is not me. That is from the can. That is from the brewery. Brewed with that good good. Brewed with that good good. It is 6%. Uh, no IBUs to speak of on the SRM chart. Uh, it's a stout. Yeah. It's dark as hell. 4-0. We're going to call a fun 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beer Advocate, like we said, didn't review it yet. Untapped gave it a 3.75. Uh, from the can, Urban speaks to more than race or a city. It speaks to character, tenacity, and out-of-box thinking. The anomaly, the standout, the outlier, the fearless one who are surrounded by an environment that appears to create walls or barriers to achieving success. Rather, the urban anomaly flourishes in any space despite the conditions, familiar or foreign, always striving for growth while exhibiting strength, tolerance, and empathy. It is made with cascade hops. The malts are two-row chocolate wheat, crisp brown malt, and smoked malt. Yeah, so this one is, uh, they have a whole a whole bunch of stouts and imperial stouts that are called similar things, urban X, urban Y, I don't have the names in front of me, but um, this is, is among those, uh, that sort of series, and if you're on YouTube, you can see the can there with that fun little crown logo that they have. Look how sexy this can artwork is. I mean, this one and, hold on, this one, like, the gold and the black background, like, that's so sick. That's sexy. It's really nice. And then they have other ones that are, like, gold with a dark red background. Gold, yeah. Like, there's, like, you know, fun little, but they have a really nice uh, that looking brand. That red coffee thing that we'll talk about in a, in a bit. I don't uh, remember the name of it. Scrum diddly umptious. Scrum diddly umptious. Uh, yeah, but this one... <laughs> This one poured with a, a solid um, tan head, which which lingered for a bit and then dissipated into a ring around the glass. As we said, it's solid black, uh, a sweet 4-0, uh, but it's, you know, it looks like a stout. It walks like a stout. It talks like a stout. It smells like a stout. It smells like a stout. Uh, yeah. Roasted, roasted malt, chocolate. Yeah coffee, all the things we always talk about. And I think that that, um, knowing that the smoked malt in there, there's definitely a smoky quality to this, a tobacco espresso, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, tobacco leaves. Like you just turned your smoker on to smoke some meat. Oh, take us back to the Super Bowl or 4th of July. It's it's really great. Um, It's very rich, but also intense at the same time not intense in the sense of you know you won't be able to take it but it just smells like oh yeah this yeah. is a stout this, this will put hair on your chest this one smells boozier than the diaper 100 percent. and it's not though it's six percent it's not an imperial stout it's a classic stout uh but it does smell boozier than that and there's a definite sweetness coming off the nose vanilla caramel mocha all of those things you know um some dark sugar, maybe uh, definitely some sweet notes behind the roasted malt and all that. The note from the brewery says, intended to be a reminder to the world that even in sunny California, a proper stout can be enjoyed all year round. Notes of chocolate, coffee, and hint of smoked malt character that add an element of depth and complexity while encouraging the next sip. Me oh my... Call a doctor. Call a doctor. Yeah, and um, there's no lactose in this, but I do smell some. I smell some creaminess or some milk sugar. You know, a little bit. yeah. It, those notes are there. I mean, they're that, that's not in there, but those notes are there. I'm excited to drink this one. I already feel a little boozed up from the last one. We're recording earlier in the day uh, than we normally do, so you know the expression. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> We we took that and we ran with it, and so here we are. So which cheers. meant our stomachs were a little empty, emptier than they normally are. I feel like we should do that. I think we're funnier. 
Is that bad? <laughs> Let's record at 10 a.m., dude. I'm just spitballing. I'm just throwing out ideas. I mean, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Carbonation. Wow. Very carbonated. It tastes like a chocolate, like, frappuccino. It's very complex. It's got, you know, a, a lot of those classic stout flavors, but it, it is very... It's like carbonated coffee in a way. That sounds really bad, but I don't mean it to sound bad. It's funny that the first thing you picked out was carbonation. I mean, like you said, all of for me, all of those notes are there. Roasted malt, nuts, uh, you know, whatever nutty, nuts taste yeah. like. But there's a nuttiness to this. Um, chocolate and coffee, but uh, the carbonation is... I mean, I even wrote in our doc gentle carbonation because the, we didn't have any information on this beer we're just predicting what we might and and that's not the this is a strong carbonation more than you would expect for uh a stout and it's surprising it's really like fizzy in the mouth um it's yeah. sort of hard to get past that because you're like yeah i'm getting these flavors but like wow this is like way more alive than a stout usually is yeah, and I especially if you're one who really likes stouts or even imperial stouts, not that this is an imperial, but I mean, it, it's very surprising. Like the first thing I tasted, I was like, whoa, like it's it's very, yeah. this will wake you up. Because you're expecting, like I feel like, I feel like always when you drink a stout, you're expecting Guinness. You're expecting a nitro carbonated, yeah. soft carbonated, you know, really velvety, really creamy mouthfeel. And when you take a sip of something and you get those flavors but in your mouth, it's acting like a sour almost. Like it's that much zing. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. It's obviously not a sour, but it, it no. does kind of have characteristics of a sour. It, it, it does have that zing. Like my tongue is very like bubbly in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, not it, it's just the flavors are there. I mean, you definitely get the that chocolate, that espresso, like all of that rust, roasted malt, one hundred percent. But yeah, it's it's. I don't. I don't. I'm not getting like vanilla or caramel on the taste at all. Maybe on the smell, not the taste at all. I mean, it, the carbonation is very bam. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there. What is it? It's bam. That was for the YouTube people. Head over I to YouTube.com. Search <laughs> for the Hop Craft Beer Podcast. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I think that I just was, I mean, I was expecting the mouth, the taste to be less sweet than the nose because we see that a lot with, especially with stouts. You take yeah. a, a whiff of, of a stout and on the nose, you just get like, you could list 15 things that you're like, oh my God, there's so, like, it's like tiramisu. There's just so much, it's deserted. And then you drink it and you're like, oh no, I mean, okay, yeah, that's pretty, you know, it's much cleaner. Um, taste and smell. So I was expecting that. What I wasn't expecting was the carbonation, and it's like I said, it's it's sort of hard to get past it. I mean, the um, the notes are there: coffee, espresso, cold brew coffee. Uh, I think in the back end, it's pretty clean in the mouth. It doesn't leave a whole lot of aftertaste. It's pretty. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of lingering roasted malt, but it's pretty clean. But that carbonation is just wild. It's overpowering. And I, and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I... Yeah. If I, I like I it, think, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I think we're just not used to it. I mean, maybe that's why we're kind of like, oh, um, hmm, we'll see. But I think for me personally, I would probably say um, if the carbonation dialed back just like a little bit, it would be a little bit better for me. But it's not you know, undrinkable. I mean, no. you could certainly get through this, but it is very woof. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's there. It, yeah. It's going to wake you up. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, at, at the same time, have I ever had a stout like this? No. So this yeah, I mean, certainly stands out. This is kind of what I was saying earlier with this sort of like rustic, Ness, where it's like, I mean, and this isn't their first rodeo with the stout. They have plenty of stouts, but it, it's this just a sort of thing where it's like, you're not going to see that that often. And maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. Uh, there is a sort of standard with stouts where you expect them to be lower carbonation. Maybe there's a reason to that. I don't think it's off putting to me. Um, 
I just think it, yeah, maybe some of those notes will come through a little more if it was dialed back. Maybe they'll do that in the future. I don't know. But it does make it stand out and not in a bad way. It's intriguing. I'm intrigued. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. I, I think um, I will say the more sips I take, the more I'm kind of getting used to it. So maybe it was just like an, 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 an initial shock. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's very drinkable. It's got those flavors. If you're looking for a stout. Um, you know, this is definitely it. Um, I think I would say maybe cozy by the fire type of stout, although it's not very winter warming to me. It's more of, I think I would put it more of, you know, I'm in the mood for a stout. Doesn't matter what time of day or where you're at. Grab one of these. Yeah. 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 It's a, a classic American stout. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's not winter. It's not an imperial stout. It's not warming in the mouth. Um, it's not particularly. I mean, it's it's got good flavor in terms of roasted malt, but it's not particularly like a. It's not a dessert beer. It's not sweet. It's not anything like that. Um, yeah. This one's for the stout drinkers, and it will satisfy you if you like stouts. Pretty much one hundred percent. Yeah, that's I. I think it's really good. How's that for um, in-depth analysis? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hard to compare the two because yeah. they're so different. Um, but based off of today, I think I'm going to go with the double just because I think it's a little bit better and more my speed. But I did like the stout. For me, I think the the diaper is... It definitely is my preference based on my preferences, but I also think it's a really well done iteration of the style. Whereas this one, I'm like, it's not, not again, it's not, this is not a take against this. I don't want people to think that I'm like saying this beer isn't good. It is good. It's just like when I reach for a stout, I have an expectation and this one was not that, which I think could be refreshing in a lot of ways. And I'm actually enjoying it just because it's like, Oh, I'm intrigued. This is not what I thought I was getting. But if I'm going to order one again, it's probably going to be the the diaper. Uh speaking of uh beers to order, um if you're not interested in either of these beers, Crown and Hops has plenty of other good ones, and I found the one we were talking about it is the Urban Queen Imperial Stout with Red Bay King's Prize Coffee. They're magically delicious. Okay. It I sounds don't... <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I was like, uh, is King's Prize Coffee like an Irish thing? No, no. it just sounds really good. You That's why he's still here in the soundboard. Oh, my God. If you like, comment, and subscribe, and let us know if you want us to like just kill that drop. <laughs> On YouTube, there's going to be a little visual of that leprechaun. Just <laughs> I love it. I can't wait for it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the can artwork, uh, you know, I, I really wanted – this was the one time in my life that I was, like, so mad I didn't have a chess set because if, for taking photos, I would have absolutely had, like, the king and queen chess pieces. Oh. I would have I worked that in somehow. Yeah, the um, the Urban Queen sounds absolutely delicious. They have uh, a bunch of other options, um, several iterations, like we said, of their Urban series – which includes the Urban Anomaly as well as some Urban Stouts, which I guess are are retired now. There's an Urban Knight, which is the Imperial Stout. Uh, they have a Beat Messenger, which I really just like the can because it's like it's it's basically exactly this an Urban Anomaly yeah. can, but red. But red, so yeah. I'm and semi it looks, obsessed with that. The the color scheme is. Just, I, I don't. I just can artwork is. It's a form of art, and I, I just love the fact that, you know, my eye just gets drawn to it. Like, if you're, you know, in a beer shop and you see that can next to, a, you know, kind of a basic sort of artwork, like, I mean, right away, you're going to look at this, and then you're going to read the beer and think, you know, do I want to drink this? But, I mean, it, it really is cool. So, if you, you know, you got to check out the site. And uh, I just found the original uh, BPLB, the Hazy IPA. Mm, yeah. um, 
And that one's a little less. It's 6.5%. So yeah. uh, rightfully and so. One of their flagships is the Eight Trill Pills, which they yes. have everywhere. And it's, I, you know, I don't know if it's their first beer, but it's one of their flagships. Um, so it's it's clearly a Pilsner, but it's named the Eight Trill Pills because uh, the W.K. Kellogg Foundation published the business case for racial equality and suggested uh, that by 2050, the U.S. stands to realize an $8 trillion gain in GDP by closing the racial equity gap. So the point there is racial equality is not just a social justice thing, although, you know, that's a that's a solid reason should be for anybody. But at the same time, there's a financial element to this. There's an economic element to this. And uh, by closing this racial equity gap, according to this study, the U.S. could could uh, gain $8 trillion in, in GDP. So therefore, eight trill pills. Yay! Steven, guess what? What? I'm not sober. Anyway... <laughs> Moving right along, um, they do have a Black is Beautiful. Um, it is a, they're calling it their Black is Beautiful Pecan Pie Stout. Um, uh, okay, Pecan Pie, sign me up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they I have gen- a I lot don't, of... I don't generally support things that involve nuts, uh, so this puts me in a weird position because I really support Black is Beautiful, and I don't support Pecan, so I don't really know what to do. Well... Uh, Hey, speaking of Black is Beautiful, though, this wasn't in the news and notes, but just throwing out there that um, some breweries decided to barrel age their Black is Beautifuls, which... Bang! Exclamation point! And those things are starting to mature and come out now. So when you see new Black is Beautifuls hit the market, they might have been aged in a barrel, just saying. This is a promise from the hop. We will get those. (laughs) We will drink those. And we will report back. Again, bunch of different beers. They have a Great Notion collab, Strawberry Guava Goza, Crown and Axes is what they're calling it. I mean, they have, you know, it's another brewery. They don't have, you know, thousands of beers, but the beers they do have all look incredible, sound incredible, and probably are incredible. So you got to check it out. Yeah. So to wrap this place up, if you have access to uh, beer in California or to craftbeerkings.com, you should try and get your hands on this brewery. Uh, great brewery for a great cause. And I look forward to moving back to Los Angeles and being able to grab a beer at this place when they have it open. So crowns Look and how hops. sexy this can artwork is. Look at it. Well done. Well Damn done. it. Before we get out of here, we like to end things on a fun topic and we're going to talk about outer space. Is that okay? Is that okay with you? It's fine with me. Let's do it. So there's two things. Number one, NASA just launched a rover on Mars, and I didn't watch the landing. They all seemed really excited about it, <laughs> as well they should be. They worked their asses off on that. Did it Did it break yet? It did not break. It's going strong. It's on Mars. Apparently, it's going to be up there for like two Earth years, which is, I guess, like one and some change Mars here. It's just going to comb. Like, there's this lake that's drained out now, and it's just going to comb the surface of this lake meticulously, apparently, looking for signs of life. So... Fun. <laughs> Fun. Why not? Yeah. I Is there, like, a link we can click on to go see it? Why was that funny? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I'm serious. You just sounded so sarcastic. <laughs> no, no. I, I legitimately, like, it does sound kind of... I'm, I'm very buzzed. Um, it does sound kind of cool. Um... You know, I, I, we've been, it's so cool. It's like, we've been been looking for life forms on Mars for like how long? Yeah. And this, this is going to be the one that's going to try and find it. Apparently they're looking for like bacteria. I mean, in my dreams, they come across like Optimus Prime, but you know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm hoping for. I want to see like this, this, this machine just kind of be scanning and then stop and someone's just like, you know, doing something and they kind of look up and they look at the camera and they're like, oh, I'm on oh. camera. Uh-oh, what do we do here? I would love, that would be hilarious. But, okay, but here's the other thing about outer space, uh, irrespective of this, because everyone's talked about this, but um, there was an ad during the Super Bowl that, uh, to be very honest, I missed and you missed because yeah, we were I, together. I don't remember so. this at all. <laughs> But they re-aired it during SNL, and I heard it, and it just caught my eyes and ears, and I was like, wait, what? This fall, 
Inspiration4 launches as the first all-civilian mission to space. And you could be on board. Visit inspiration4.com for your chance to go to space. So it's SNL. I mean, it's like 12, 15 in the morning. And I'm watching this, and I'm pretty buzzed because that's how I do SNL. And I'm like, Amen. wait, what? And I went to that website, and they are they are sending a mission to space. And you did not hear her wrong because I heard it a lot because I edited that clip. So I heard it a lot. They said this fall. What? Oh, what are the requirements to do this because oh my god if 2020 has taught us anything it's that some americans are stupid so who are we sending to space it also taught us that this planet has some problems right now and so i'm, I'm torn because i'm like i'd leave the planet that seems like an answer i'm not gonna lie i, I was just gonna say that it doesn't sound hor- like it sounds kind of dope but they said all civilian mission to space. So my, I have several questions. One of which who's is who's in charge? Who's driving? <laughs> all okay, civilian? I don't know. Ted, <laughs> Ted, you gotta go straight. No, no, no. We, we're we're all going over there. Because, and I don't, I'm not making light of this at all. But, but over the summer, I watched that Challenger documentary on Netflix about, mm-hmm. and and you know, they had a teacher on there, and that was like, gonna, she was gonna be like the first civilian to go to space, and then that 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 thing blew up in a blaze of fire. And I'm sort of like, after watching that, I'm sort of like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be the first, like, you know, give that a few, a few dry runs and then come back and let me know, you know, when it's like, when it's like United airlines safe, uh, that's a bad example. Cause (laughs) (laughs) United literally just crashed a plane. Um, when it's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fine because no one got hurt so i could i it, oh, that, well, that's good there i didn't go. mean to make that that joke but it oh <laughs> uh, we're gonna get some emails <laughs> okay when it's like when it's like amtrak safe when it's like that routine i'll go yeah. to space <laughs> i i'm interested in going to space just because of all the photos of zero gravity like you know, you you sh- you like have water and it's in like little bubbles and it's floating around like that. To me, it's like I want to experience that. I feel like I would like the training seminar where they like you yeah. go up and down and you like start floating and you're like, whoa! I'd like that because you could turn it off. My my fear in space is like, what if? So have you seen the picture? The like stuff about like astronauts that have gone like free floating, like they untether from their spaceship and they just go floating. That and I'm is, like. Uh, how oh do you get back? What I mean, what if you can't? That's like, what I'm saying. Like you they can't. Must like have it's not like, like swimming. You can't like. <laughs> you're in space. Like no, oh my god! You can't, <laughs> you can't like wade your way back to the spaceship. You're just floating. Do like they what have do you like jetpacks or something. They press a button and it shoots them. Like, I toward. I don't know. Yeah, I, all I could think of. I didn't see the movie, but I saw plenty of previews in the trailer for the movie Gravity. All I could think of is Sandra Bullock just flying <laughs> away while George Clooney's trying to hold on to her. That's and also like when you even within the spacecraft, like you got to like things you don't think of. You have to like learn how to like when you go to sleep, you have to be like tethered in. And so there's all these pictures of people and they're like sleeping, but their arms are just floating in this (laughs) because they're like strapped down, but their arms are just in the air. Yeah. And like their hair, like like if they have long hair, it's just up in the sky. Space sounds kind of dope. I'm not going to lie. I say we go. I say we do the podcast up there. I don't know how we would do it, but I'm sure they have outlets. We could plug in this stuff, right? I that it's hurt, that simple, right? I that hurt me on a on a physical level. Just Why? trying because of all the logistics we've had to figure out of like how to go about <laughs> recording and recording remotely, and then you just said let's do it in space, and I was like, I there oh. are so many problems. I'm There's not, not, even not ready enough for editing it. in the world we could do. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here, guys. I can't believe uh, that's a real commercial. Well done. That's a real commercial, wow. and that's narrated by Octavia Spencer. So, shout Love out her. to her. Um, Crowns and Hops. I, what can we say? It's it's the kind of brewery we love to feature on the show. We're so happy we got to do them, uh, and so check them out if you can. Um, you know, they'll have this dope space or a dope space in the near future, and their beers are absolutely worth a grab. Yes. 
great brewery for a great cause. So uh, we can't say enough about them. We'll be back next week because we're always back next week. And we appreciate you. We appreciate your rates, your reviews, your comments, your emails, your beers that you send us and everything else. Uh, and please keep in yes, touch with us. Please, please keep in touch with us. Please keep communicating. We love that. Let us know what to drink next. Uh, support local businesses. Love each other. Drink good beer. We'll see you guys. Stay safe, Texas. Thank you.